I'm Sue, and this is Runner Girls, a podcast about women brought together by a love of running. And it's another beautiful summer day here. I don't know how it is where you are, Megan, but we have been just getting nonstop, wonderful, warm, sunny days, and it is lovely, and I'm so happy. I don't know if you can tell. How are things in Michigan? They're good. It is also warm summer days here. We don't have rain again until Wednesday. I'm nice. very excited. And how has your weekend been? Good. I went with some friends to Grand Haven, Michigan, which is like a beach town. Nice. And so I got to go to the beach and hang out with them, and that was really fun. Awesome. And did you do anything fun for the 4th of July? No, we were in Grand Haven, but I fell asleep before fireworks. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's that's cool. I we actually didn't do the fireworks either because we also went to bed early. <laughs> but we spent the day at the beach on the Fourth of July, and that was really great. And celebrated Jeff's birthday. He turns thirty nine, which is exciting for me, not so much for him. <laughs> um, and then uh, went out for pizza. Had some amazing pizza in York, so that was good. Yeah. Then we just came home and crashed. We always call it, call it carb crashing when we <laughs> we eat like a big carb heavy meal and then we'd go to sleep like right afterward. But it was nice. It was just another gorgeous day. I think it was like upper 80s on the 4th of July and it, it's pretty much been that way all week. So I think the the last day that we had rain was like when we last recorded and I was telling you oh, we had rain. It was like for an hour and that was it. <laughs> so, um, so it's been pretty good here. And um, yeah. Pretty low-key weekend. I've just been doing a lot of training, which is like, I counted up all the hours. I'll talk about my training. Obviously, we get into it, but I counted up the hours. 15 hours of training this week. <laughs> Dang, Sue. Yeah, that might be the most, like, including, like, all my marathon running. I'm pretty sure that's the most I've ever done. I'll have to do the math on that. But, yeah, it's been a busy week. And I took a rest day. <laughs> so. Oh. <laughs> But yeah, things are good here. Are you ready to move along and talk about our training? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I'll start since I've had a lot going on. Let me um, just bring up my Strava real quick. So, you know, last we talked, that was the day of the Olympic triathlon. The next day was Monday, which was a rest day. And I did rest, I believe. I don't see anything in my Strava to indicate that I did anything else. <laughs> um Tuesday, I did my bike to run workout. So it was 35 minutes moderate on the bike and then followed by a transition run. Um, and both of those went good. I went a little slow, easier on the run this time, finally able to like slow myself down a little bit coming off the bike. One of the things that I've been noticing on my rides lately, though, is that I'm like slightly faster on my regular midweek rides, which is nice. Like, Ever since the one ride that I did with Diane, it's like all of my training rides have been like th at least 13 miles per hour, which is nice because it was always like 12 before. So um, so that's pretty cool. And then my run, like I said, was nice and easy. Two miles. Wednesday was the swim. And I did a swim at the pond with another triathlete. That was good. I think because I was just like 
feeling comfortable, like knowing that I didn't have to deal with any waves or anything. <laughs> um, it was just really good. I was thinking about the stuff we had talked about, the stuff that you would learn from your um, swim lesson, actually, mm-hmm. and focused on kicking more and rotating in the water, which I always kind of do that. Um, and then something that my boss at the pool actually told me, she said she noticed that I swim short, like I'm not reaching enough yep. when I go to um, make my entry into the water. So I focused on getting longer and and really reaching and stretching and turning. Um, And it was just a really good swim. Like I I was kicking the whole time (laughs) and it was probably my fastest swim that I've had of any like significant distance. So I think I averaged like 212 per hundred, which is pretty good for me, especially for open water with no resting. So, um, so I was really happy with that. I kept up with the triathlete that I was swimming with and she's this this woman is always like winning her age group and like placing in the triathlons and stuff like she's fast so like to know that I was like able to keep up with her was awesome <laughs> um and then let's see oh that same day Wednesday I decided to finally commute to work on my bike Part of the reason was I want to get in more riding time, but another reason is like I'm on a lease and I've started to like go over my mileage (laughs) for the month. So I'm like, well, if I commute more, I can cut back on those miles I'm putting on my car. So I rode my bike to work and that ride to work was um, 13.1 miles, ended up being my fastest ride ever. I averaged 15 miles per hour, which was like shocking to me. Um, And it didn't feel super hard either. It was lovely. It was like 65 degrees, beautiful, just a great ride. I got to work and had like an hour to kill before work. So I was like, I guess I'll take a shower since I'm all sweaty. Um, So that was good. And then after work, I had to bike home. I'll tell you, it's not as easy biking home as it is biking to work. (laughs) A, because I guess I was riding on a slight descent, um, although it looked pretty flat. It was a slight descent over those 13 miles. And coming back, it was like a slight ascent. Um, So it was like slightly more elevation. And also it was 89 degrees. (laughs) (laughs) And I'd worked all day. So, um, so it was a little tougher, but I still managed to average like over 13 miles per hour, which was good. So a little tougher coming home, but it was fine. I managed to get 26 miles in for the day. So that was a pretty good day on Wednesday. And then Thursday was the 4th of July and I got up and I did my run. So like Friday's run I was doing on Thursday since I biked twice on Wednesday. And so I did, um, four miles moderate like on the plan but it was like four miles for the fourth of july so that worked out um yeah and that was pretty good too friday i decided oh wait what else something else i forgot tuesday sorry i need to go back to tuesday um i actually ran another mile on tuesday because one of my training clients wants to do a triathlon now. She's like all inspired by me. And um, so she wanted to start running. So we did a mile together running after her workout, which was really great. I was like super proud of her for running a mile nonstop because we ran together like last week and we did like maybe a quarter of a mile, like not much at Mm -hmm. all. Um, But we kept it really, really easy and um, just a really light jog. And she did great. And she was so happy with that. And then let's see. So going back to 
Friday, I actually did another run. This time I did a run with Jeff. Um, Jeff said he wanted to run with me again sometime. And I was like, well, I don't have any workouts planned for today because I did my run on Thursday. So let's just do an easy mile. So that's what we did. Another really slow, easy mile. Um, And that kind of got me thinking like, I could probably start doing another running streak, (laughs) you know, if I'm keeping it really easy like this. Um, Saturday, yesterday, I decided that I was going to do my long run because I wanted to do the bike ride with another cyclist who was only available on Sunday. So I was like, all right, well, I'll save my long ride for Sunday, do my long run on Saturday. So, um, Saturday morning was eight miles on the plan. Jeff, I had him take my bike out and like ride next to me while I was running. He still like wants to run with me, but obviously he's not up to eight miles. So, so he was like my support crew on the bike and he had my tailwind and my energy gels and whatnot. Um, and that was actually really good. I, I think the running with Jeff and Bianca this week, like helped me to, really run at an easier pace than I normally would for a long run. So my first mile was like 14 minutes per mile. Like my second mile was like 13 minutes per mile, like really slow, but I was still running and it felt good. And um, I kept it going and I did manage negative split. So I did end up finishing at a slightly faster pace. So I did those um, eight miles, uh, I don't know, like 12, I think I averaged like 1230 over the course of the run. And yeah, I ran the whole thing. I had some indigestion. Basically, like I'm still having this issue of fueling where I'm feeling full. So I'm I'm not really sure what to do about that other than just not overfueling. Um, so I ended up on that run. I had... Um, was it tailwind or what? I think it was actually just water and an energy gel now that I think about it. But yeah, just one energy gel that I took at mile three and that was it. And I just kind of felt full. And I had that same issue during the triathlon too. I don't think I addressed that, but um, I also had that full feeling during the run. And I don't know what to do about that (laughs) other than just keep experimenting and just keep fueling and hoping that my body adjusts to it. So those eight miles went really well. And then it was hot too. It was like, it wasn't like, you know, really hot. It was like 70 degrees when I started and 75 when I finished, which is really warm for me. So it was a nice, good heat training run being out there for, you know, over an hour and a half. Um, And then this morning I got up and ran a mile with Jeff again, nice and easy. And then I went out for my long ride. So I was meeting another cyclist who I just met on Facebook. We have like mutual friends. So like I reached out to her and asked if she was interested in riding with me. And so like I rode eight miles to where she was in Elliott. And then we rode together from there into Kittery, like along the beach and the um, across little bridges and down to like Fort McClary and Chauncey Creek and just this really beautiful coastal route that it it was lovely. It was like shaded and it was warm today, but it wasn't as hot as it was yesterday. And it was just, it was so nice. And I put it in like a medium gear that I was able to just spin easy the whole time. And um, we kind of like rode at about the same pace. And I just really kept it in that one gear the whole time, like even on the hills and stuff. 
and it was just really good. And so we even actually ended up going a little bit further than we intended. So like my um, total mileage for the ride came out to be like 30 and a half miles <laughs> instead of 30, but like just slightly more because we both wanted to go just a little bit further. But it was just really nice. And she was feeling good too. Like even so, like we got back to where her car was parked and she wanted to keep riding with me <laughs> and she ended up doing like 30 miles too, which she was only going to do 15. She, I guess she hasn't ridden in a long long time like 10 years or something so I was shocked that she wanted to keep going and I don't think she was fueling or anything (laughs) Um, but it was great it was great conversation and nice to like ride with somebody who's not like pushing the pace on me and the whole ride like I was happy to just keep it easy because I was doing a distance I'd never done before and didn't know like how tired I would be towards the end of it And honestly, like, I felt so great. So another thing about the triathlon that I forgot to mention when we talked last week was that how bad my back was aching by the end of the the bike ride. I don't know why. I don't know if it was my position. I thought I was adjusting my position often, but my back was just just aching. Um, Today, I had none of that. And I went eight miles further, you know. So, Mm -hmm. um, So that was another great thing. So it was just really good. I had like the best ride today and I love riding my bike now. (laughs) Um, I got to tell you, like riding my bike for two and a half hours does not make me even nearly as exhausted as like running for an hour and a half. It's, it's crazy to me, like the difference. So it's interesting. Um, So it was just a really good week of training for me. I'm happy. I'm feeling good about everything. You know, my bike paces are coming along nicely. I think just the putting in the consistent workouts is helping a lot since I'm, you know, basically starting from nothing. Like I have so much room for improvement and I'm starting to see that improvement and it's making me excited and biking feels good and running, it feels good. And uh, I just, I love it. (laughs) Me last week was like, I'm like, yeah, I don't think I'm really a triathlete. I'm, I don't know if I want to stick with this. But me this week is like, oh, I love swimming and I love running and I love biking. <laughs> the thing that I don't like so much is racing. <laughs> so, oh, well. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't necessarily find racing fun. It's more stressful. Yeah, it is. It can be. It depends. You know, some races are fun. Like I feel like races that you do with friends or races that you do like when I did the Santa Hustle half marathon where I didn't even wear my watch and I just ran out and just went out and like ran and had fun like dressed as an elf and then ended up running a PR (laughs) like that was like that's probably the best race I ever had um and that was so much fun and it was just being silly and whatnot but yeah, that's I do I do enjoy all these activities. I, and now that I'm like doing them enough that I'm trained, you know, that I'm starting to like feel comfortable. It's like, oh yeah, I do enjoy doing all these things. That's why <laughs> I do it in the first place. So, that was my week of training. How has your week been, Megan? Um, not as good as yours. I need to get back 100% on this triathlon train because we're like two months out exactly mm-hmm. or eight weeks to go. But Plus you have that Olympic coming up. Yeah, that's in two weeks. So yeah. <laughs> Just gloss over that. <laughs> yeah, I will. Um, I got a bike ride in this week. I did seven and a half miles broken up at a really comfortable pace. But 
I rode my bike through like a downtown area where we were at for the beach. We uh, rode our bikes into downtown and then parked them for a while and then walked around and then rode back. Nice. That was really nice. Um, navigating. It was on a bike path, but it was right next to the road. So we had to navigate traffic and stuff too. So that was interesting. Mm-hmm. And walk across the bridge and stuff. And then I did an open water swim yesterday, Sue. Nice. How'd it go? Uh, well, my watch is a fat liar. <laughs> yep. Minus two. <laughs> it says I only went 73 yards in six minutes. I was like, no, there's no way. I only went 73 yards in six minutes. I don't even know how you're measuring, but okay, watch. So yours yours underestimates, mine overestimates, because mine's like, Sue, you did six sixteen hundred meters in 23 minutes. And I'm just like, no, I didn't. I wish yeah. I did. <laughs> Yeah, mine was like 73 yards, but it was in Lake Michigan yesterday. Wow. The big one. Yeah, the big one. (laughs) We were at the beach and I was like, I want to go swim in open water. Water temp was only 75 degrees. Only? Yes, which would, I don't really think it was 75. I think they way overestimated that, especially because it was windy on the water. So I was fighting foot high waves. Mm Mm-hmm. And swimming and trying to do this. And I did like 10 minutes worth. And I was like, this is miserable. How do people swim when the waves are this bad? Right? Like, there's no, like, I don't even know. I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. And I wasn't. I had a conversation with my boss about that because of, you know, how it went for me during the Olympic. And I was like, you know, what do you do when you're swimming into waves like that? And she's like, well, One thing you can do, like, if the wave's kind of coming at you from the side, is you can just breathe to the other side, Mm -hmm. um, which is helpful. Um, But if it's coming at you, like, head on, you basically have to, like, front crawl with your head out of the water. Like, basically what you were doing before when you weren't putting your face in the water. So that's really the only thing you can do. I just felt like the waves pushed me back, like, two you know, one step forward and three steps back yep. is what I felt like. <laughs> yep. I know the feeling. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I was very glad we were going to be in a pond <laughs> for the swim. And I was very glad that my lake swim will be much calmer. It will not have waves like that. Right. And well, and also you'll be swimming either in a triangle or a rectangle shape. So you're not going to be swimming like directly against the waves the whole time. No, but for a lot of time, I will be. So is it rectangle or is it triangle? I think it's rectangle and it's two loops of a rectangle. Yeah. So like when you're making that first side of the rectangle there, you're going to be basically swimming against waves probably. If there are, there may not be waves because it's not a very big lake. Maybe you can look up reviews later of that. Try. Yes. So yeah, it's definitely a rectangle with two loops. Okay. So how did you feel about your open water swim? Like you were just unable to do much or? Yeah, I couldn't just get very far. I was able to use what I learned and apply it though. Siding is really hard with waves. Yeah, I think it's hard too in a lake where like in a race there's going to be buoys, but in a lake there may not be something to sight off of. Yes. Yeah, there was that too. So I'm definitely going to try a different lake this coming weekend to swim in. Good. I have my swim lesson on Saturday, and then I want to try to find a calmer lake, not Lake Michigan, (laughs) to swim in. (laughs) 
well, especially it was busy. It was a beach day. So I'm like, it wasn't, it was a recreational. So there's a bunch of people just hanging out in the water and stuff. So that was another barrier. I couldn't just swim. Right. Because there's all these people and kids and. So here's a question. Have you looked into any open water swimming groups in your area on Facebook? Because it would be really beneficial, I think, if you were to swim with other people who are like trying to do the same thing. I have not. I can try to find one. I will say try to do that. If if there's I know in my area, there are groups that like meet at least like once a week for a swim. Okay, I'm looking. I have a bunch of options. <laughs> but some of the stuff is like from 2007. <laughs> I'm like, that's not going to be helpful to me. So was that it for your training this week? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get out and do something tonight once it cools off a little bit, just because it is in the mid to high 80s here right now. Yeah. I just haven't decided if it'll be a bike or a run. So I would say in that heat, a bike wouldn't be terrible. Yeah. So that would be a good call. And it sounds like you could use more time on the bike before your Olympic. Absolutely. So that's what I'm going to do. And then I have my Olympic in two weeks. How are you feeling about that? I'm feeling okay. I really am. I'm not uh, riding the bike this weekend just kind of for fun took a lot of the stress out of the biking for me. Like it was really nice to just kind of ride my bike without the pressure of training. Mm -hmm. So it made me just that little bit more comfortable where I'm not as anxious about it because I could ride for almost four miles. I didn't get super hurt. I was sore a little bit for the next day, but I was comfortable on it. Mm -hmm. So that made me feel a lot better about the whole process lessened a lot of the anxiety I've been having about just biking in general. I think biking with other people helps with that. Yes. Yeah, it definitely did. I had other people with me, so that made it better. I wish we could train together like so much. Like I I would just want to like be like, let's go do our workouts together and then it will be fun, (laughs) you know? Yes, that would be nice. It really would. Yeah. All right. Well, great job getting that open water swim in. Um, Hopefully you can get another one in next weekend and then get that um, bike ride in tonight good job biking earlier in the week and having fun with your friends that sounds like it was a great little trip that you took yes it was it was good to just hang out and then see and be able to go to the beach it was really weird to be at the lake as a beach because it was totally new and the shoreline is so small and Lake Michigan is just completely different than what I'm used to. So it was it was nice to experience new things. And I checked a thing off my list. I swam in a lake, Sue. Yes! Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. So yay. All right. Well, I think that wraps up our training for this week. Let's take a look at what we got next week. Next week would be... July 8th through the 14th. So tomorrow, Monday, is a rest day. Um, Tuesday will be bike 35 minutes moderate with two-mile transition run, same as last week. Um, Wednesday will be swim 800 yards time trial. So aiming for that uh, race pace. And so that pace, actually, that we have is like 240 per 100 yards. So Mm -hmm. um, I think it would be really good for you to try and do that like nice and slow like that, but without the rest breaks that you've been taking. 
that was exactly what I was thinking. As soon as you said that with the time <laughs> trial, I was like, okay, no resting. I can go slow if I have to, but I can't rest. Right. So, And then Thursday will be bike 35 minutes moderate plus five minutes comfortably hard. Friday will be three miles moderate run plus one mile comfortably hard. So four miles total. So okay. we've been doing four miles moderate, but this time we're going to throw in basically a tempo mile. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, and then Saturday will be bike 35 miles moderate. And Sunday will be run eight miles moderate. So probably my one concern for you right now. Well, I have two concerns. <laughs> the swim and the bike. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I think you definitely need more time on the bike for longer rides. Yes. So hopefully you can get one of those in at least, um, you know, a, a good amount of distance before your Olympic. This is really like um, the Olympic will be the week after, right? Yes. Okay. So I can go next weekend and then do my Olympic. Right. So just if you could get like one training ride in before your taper week for the Olympic. I mean, I don't know how much you're going to actually taper, but it's not going to do you very much good to push yourself that week. So no. So I'll probably try to get a long ride in tonight if I leave close to after the podcast, if I leave it like 6 or 6.30 when it'll be just a little bit cooler. I'll have plenty of time to ride for like two hours. Nice. That should be a good week of training, I think. I'm excited for it. I'm feeling really good about it after this week. So that wraps up our training. Next, we have an article from CompleteTry.com, and this is Open Water Swim Tips. So, as always, we will leave the link to the article in the show notes. Um, This, I thought, is something that is perfect to address right now, because you and I are both, you know, working on our open water swimming, and is relevant, very relevant to the triathlon. So, definitely want to find out if there's anything that we need to know as far as open water swimming goes. Yes. And I'm just looking at this picture and I'm like so jealous because that is so calm. (laughs) That water. Yeah. Right. He might be swimming in a pond. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Good. (laughs) So whether you are an aspiring open water swimmer or a triathlete, mastering open water swimming can be an intimidating task. Any triathlete has gone through several rites of passage one major one being learning how to swim in open water. Triathlon open water swims are one of the things that keep the sport interesting, as even the same lake can feel completely different based on various conditions. Numerous people have commented to us over the years that, I know I could do the bike and the run, but I'm just not sure about swimming in open water. Through dozens of triathlons, we've compiled this quick list of triathlon open water swim tips. These are tried and true focus areas based on actual experience. This list could be pages long, but we will try to make it focused so you only have a few things to remember. Okay, number one, practice in open water before the race. Open water swimming is not like swimming in a pool on many fronts. The water can be colder, the water can be cloudy or dirty, there is no nice line to follow on the bottom of the pool, there could be waves, and you will be swimming with others in a bit of a free-for-all. Getting in the water to do an open water swim or two prior to race day is important. It doesn't have to be a major event. One way to practice is to simply swim laps around the swimming area of a local beach, preferably in the morning before it is busy with kids. 
Better yet, if you have a group you can practice with, try going for a swim in some larger water. Finally, a great way to get in the open water if you don't have access to a large group is to at least have a friend kayak or paddleboard next to you as you work on your swim stroke. This is something Jeff and I were talking about. Like We were at Walmart the other day and we saw that they have like kayaks as cheap as $80. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? We should totally get one of those so you can kayak next to me while I swim <laughs> in the pond. And then I won't have to like get up at 5.30 and do it with the triathletes. <laughs> At any rate, be sure you are practicing in race conditions. We know that swim workouts are probably an important part of your training plan, but make sure that swimming in open water, if that is where your race will be, works its way into your training plan during the latter weeks of your training period. Okay, next one is what I'm going to be trying to work on this week. Find a wetsuit if the water will be cold. Triathlon wetsuits help with both buoyancy and warmth in the water. They provide a natural level of flotation that allows you to skim over the water more easily while keeping you warm at the same time. The general rule of thumb is that in water temps of under 70 degrees, the warmth from wetsuits can be very beneficial. Between 70 to 78, wetsuits are viewed as optional. The sleeveless models are more popular in this range. Above water temps of 78, wetsuits are not recommended as they can cause you to overheat. Even if your goal is not to do a triathlon, but simply to swim in an open water race or event, you will want a triathlon wetsuit. Regular wetsuits are intended more for surfing and don't provide the range of motion of a triathlon wetsuit. If you plan to use a wetsuit, we highly recommend to practice with a wetsuit at least once before the race. Practicing several times will be even better. Wetsuits can feel a bit different at first and sometimes give the sensation of being tight or restrictive. We have seen many triathletes not realize this only to have a difficult race morning or in some cases not finish the swim. Practice putting the wetsuit on, swimming with it, and taking it off. It isn't rocket science, but it is just different enough so that it will have been good to have practices. So yeah, I want to tag on to that. Megan, if you are thinking about wearing a wetsuit during training or during a race... You definitely want to practice not only swimming in it, but taking it on and off because those are not easy to get on or off. (laughs) So definitely something you want to practice, especially if you're trying to cut down the transition time, like how to get in and out of that wetsuit quickly. So body glide helps a lot, (laughs) Um, but also like you can like put it on inside out and then kind of like fold it over you, which is way more effective than what I was trying to do my first swim of this season, which is just trying to like yank it on dry, regular (laughs) side out. Um, Really difficult, (laughs) especially when your suit is just a hair too small for you right now. (laughs) Um, So yeah, definitely practice the taking it on and taking it off as well. Yep. So yeah, I was going to do my try to get a wetsuit this weekend, see if I can rent one. Yes. And do it for that open water swim I'm planning this weekend. And then maybe be able to rent the same one again for next weekend. Okay, back to the thing now that I got us distracted. So, learn to sight while you swim. Swimming laps in a pool can be monotonous after a while as you follow the stripe at the bottom from end to end. In open water, though, you're typically sighting, which means you're lifting your head up periodically to fix on a point of reference. That point is usually a buoy in the water, but can also be a feature on the land. Sighting is not a natural motion and should be practiced. A couple sighting tips are to find something on the land to fix on, not just buoys. You can then have a more consistent focal point and to use good quality goggles. 
A secret of many experienced open water swimmers is to always use brand new goggles on the day of the event. They will not fog nearly as much as older ones. You can save the older ones for your pool swims. The combination of a foggy goggle and a sun glare can make sighting very difficult. You can also sight based on swimmers next to you. Just stay in the pack, but it is still a good idea to occasionally sight for yourself. Yeah, lots of good information there on sighting. I tend to like sight every like, I want to say like every six strokes because it's always, it was always on my left stroke well, my on my left stroke right after I breathe but it would be like every other breath on my left side so it'd be every six strokes um but during the Olympic it was more like every three or four because of the waves and where the heck am I going <laughs> but at the pond it's definitely closer to six because it's calmer and it's easier to swim in a straight line and another thing is anti-fog spray so like people who find that their um, goggles are constantly fogging up. My pool sells anti-fog spray. It's like five bucks and you just spray a little squirt in the goggles and like they don't fog up during your swim. So you just do that before every swim and it's awesome. So that's like my favorite thing for swimming now because I can't tell you how many foggy swims I used to have before I got the anti-fog spray. All right. Keep your form. It can be easy to let your good swimming technique go by the wayside when you are swimming in open water, especially if you are in a tightly packed group of swimmers or if there are waves. Keep your form strong, however, because it will help you with your tempo. Remember three things. One, keep your head down. This is harder to do when sighting, but still important. Don't be afraid to put your face in the water. It is the only way to have good swim posture. Two, lift your arms out of the water on the stroke. It can be easy to get lazy when reaching forward, but you want your reach to be nice and clean. And three, kick. You don't need to kick terribly hard, especially if you have the buoyancy of a wetsuit. But some level of kick will keep your body feeling the way it did when you were training in a pool. It also helps create the body roll you need for a nice swim rhythm. That's nice that it's not as important to kick like it is in the pool. Yeah, I noticed that during open water swims, I tend to not kick very much. And I think that that throws my form off where I feel like I'm dragging more. But yeah, my last swim where I found myself kicking a lot more, it was, I, it felt nice and streamlined. It was really good. <laughs> I know I felt like that learning the new ways, like reaching and turning more on my side to mm-hmm. get a further reach and everything was nice. Um, find a comfortable tempo. If there is one word that best describes the goal for a beginner triathlete, In open water, it is relax. Relaxing means finding a lane at least a couple feet away from the pack so you don't feel boxed in, although the first 100 meters of any open water swim are usually in traffic. Getting into a rhythm that reminds you of your swim training pace and getting to a point where you really get a good reach going. That feeling of fully stretching out and getting into a nice tempo is the point when many experienced triathletes will say they feel like they have relaxed. It often takes a couple hundred meters to find that feeling. Just keep focusing on your breathing, taking consistent deep breaths in and out. If your breathing is relaxed, the rest of your body and mind will follow. All right, next one is overtrain. If your open water swim will be 800 meters, become good at swimming 1,000. If you want to do a one-mile swim, work on being able to do 2,000 meters of these. Because of the sighting issue, many open water swims end up being longer than the exact advertised distance because you tend to zigzag a bit. 
according to my Garmin, it's like double the length of the intended distance. (laughs) It is rare to swim in open water in a perfectly straight line. Also, knowing in your head that you can easily do the race distance will allow for a mental edge if you find yourself unrelaxed at first in the water. If you are able to train in open water a few times each season, which we recommend above, consider getting a waterproof triathlon watch capable of being used during the swim. This will give you an accurate ha, 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 I know, right? <laughs> GPS-based reading on exactly how far you're going in your open water swim workouts. So I want to put this out to the audience, like people listening who've done multiple triathlons, if you have a watch triathlon watch that you use that measures your open water swim accurately please let me know what that is because mine does not (laughs) and I would be interested in buying a watch that does that in the future (laughs) all right take the water exit slow getting out of the water after a colder open water swim can be a little different than exiting a pool you will often find that you are dizzier yep as the colder water in your ear canal can impact your eustachian tube function and the up-down side-side motion of water is a little different than stepping out of a pool. Take it slow at first and get used to the feeling of working off the dizziness. This is also a great time to practice removing your wetsuit if you use one. So something that I'd like to add to that that um, another triathlete mentioned to me recently is If you wear earplugs, that will prevent the water from getting in your ears and upsetting your inner ear balance. So it might help to prevent that dizziness, which I used to swim with um, like a waterproof MP3 player. So I think that helped prevent that dizziness, but I that broke a long time ago. So I haven't been swimming with any earplugs of any kind and I've been extra dizzy after my open water swim. So I'm definitely going to consider either getting earplugs or um, investing in a new MP3 player. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think about earplugs. It makes me a little nervous. Not sure why. The earplugs do? Yeah. Did you feel dizzy at all after your open water swim? No. I was okay. I did have water in my ear, but I was okay. Okay. Um, yeah, pay, I would pay attention on your next open water swim, how you feel, how that goes. Yeah. Yes. You know, if you're, if you're starting to feel dizzy swimming a little more distance or not, then I don't know, maybe you use, maybe it just doesn't affect you that way. Definitely does me though. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. All right. Well there, I think there's lots of good information here. I still feel like it's not enough. Like, I really want someone to explain to me how you swim in into a wave effectively. <laughs> that I would like to know. Okay, so the friend I was with, he told me what you do is you wait until the wave comes up and then you swim under the wave as it's going over you. Oh, really? So you are like waiting and then you kind of let it go over you and like swim into it when it's up and then you go. And that's when you put your most effort in. Okay. I'm not sure why, but... That sounds like a good idea. I just, for me, it was like I was swimming and then I turned my head to breathe and then the wave would get into my mouth. (laughs) So I guess you need to like sight a lot more to see when the waves are coming, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's helpful. Fortunately, we don't have to worry about that at Pumpkin Man. (laughs) Yay. Yay. (laughs) 
Hopefully, unless it's like super windy or something. I don't want to get your hopes up and then you're like, Sue, what the heck? Because <laughs> well, I can't control the weather. It'll be okay. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think so, too. All right. So that was a great article. Um, I'm feeling good about it. I would. I think I would like to practice doing more like lake swimming and ocean swimming sometime. Not now, though. <laughs> I don't know when I'm going to do these things. Like, there's all these things that I would like to do. Like, oh, yeah, I want to run another marathon. When am I going to do that? <laughs> I want to... Oh, there's a mile race. Remember I told you I wanted to run a mile by the time I'm 40? Um, yes. There's, there's a mile race, I think it's next month in Massachusetts. So I think I'm probably going to try to do that. I'm not, like, at all in, like, good fitness to like race my best mile time ever but I still want to just do one right so mm -hmm. um so I think I might do that next month we'll see Ooh, that could be cool yeah and then what else I don't remember what else oh there are like mountains that I want to climb and next weekend a bunch of women are getting together to hike a 4,000 foot mountain I'm like oh I totally want to go do that <laughs> but I'm like ah, uh, I gotta bike 35 miles that day <laughs> I did hike too this weekend. I forgot to say that. So yeah. I hiked like a mile up in sand and then back down was probably like half a mile. Yeah. But hiking in sand it sucks, Sue. Yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> Besides the fact that my shoes were filled with sand and my feet were covered with sand. It's just, it's so much harder on your legs because you can't really get a firm like stand and push off yeah because you're in sand and you sink yeah hiking's hard anyway i mean throw sand yes. in the mix like, that's just i don't know <laughs> but there are people that hike the mountains here in the snow and i can't imagine that's much better than hiking in the sand yeah me neither like i really they're both <laughs> like i've run in both oh and i saw when i was looking at those races earlier today i also saw a five mile race on the beach and I'm like, five miles on beach sand? Mm, I'm good. <laughs> right? I don't need that. Like, hmm, spend an hour and a half torturing myself? Nah, no thank you. <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I think that's it for this week. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, we're good. All right. So we will catch up again next week, and we will talk about your upcoming Olympic triathlon. Very exciting. Yes, very exciting. It'll be your first try. <laughs> no, yes, be, it will. Be more excited. I am excited. I really am. Okay. You're going to do it. Yes, I'm going to do it. It's going to be great. Yes, it is going to be great. Yay. Yay. All right. Awesome. All right. So what are you going to do now? Get out there and swim and bike and run. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. If you want to share anything, comments, questions, or your runs, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. Tweet to us at runnergirlsshow. Tag us on Instagram at runnergirlspodcast. Or call the hotline at 207-200-3297. Download episodes at runnergirlspodcast.com, iTunes, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.